Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television series called Fargo. And we're from Fargo, and we're going to talk about Fargo and all sorts of stuff like that, because that's what Fargo Talks Fargo does. People from Fargo talking about Fargo. People from yeah. Fargo talking about Fargo. Go. Yeah, that's it. That's our new theme song. We're going to have to tell my buddy Nick that we no longer require the use of his music royalty free. <laughs> it's true i think we can do everything from now on yeah i think the people like it it's pretty jazzy I think we should write the show oh yeah we could get a pretty serious collab going yeah we could uh i mean we'd really have some ins and outs in fargo we could talk about like perkins um taco bell I've really, I've really grown, uh, and this isn't a joke, man. I'm really, I'm really, the, the Village Inn has grown on me, man. I don't Perkins anymore. The Village, uh, what is it? The Village, like, V-I-I. Just Village, the V-I. Got the V-I. Yeah. They do have a V-I-B special, which is a very important breakfast. <laughs> you joke, but What but is included you, in the Village Inn V-I-B special? Well, that's up to you. You can build your own VIB. What? Yeah. I don't mess around with this stuff, man. It's do for you reals. walk in? Do you walk into a village inn with like a lanyard around your neck, like, uh, got the VIB pass, got the VIP, uh, and then you get to go backstage uh, into the where the line cooks are and oh gee, yeah, big time. Formulate your own breakfast. What would be in your VIB special? Well, you can, to build your own VIB breakfast, you can choose from four different in, get it, I-N-N, incredible items with over 30 options. I just Googled this because I brought it up. You can get, you know, two eggs, two scrambled whites, cheese omelet, low cholesterol egg substitute, bacon, I sausage. I don't care what you can get. I want to know what Bill gets. Oh, I'd say on a good old average day, I, I'd do two scrambled eggs. Scrambled? Uh, mm. I, scrambled. Stick with scrambled, man. I ain't going to let some... Some dude in the back try to get my egg perfected, man. Everyone can make scramble. I'd probably do that. Yeah, but these are like the best egg makers on the planet. Guys that work, not guys, not just guys, guys and girls and gals and dudes and bros that work at breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) That work at breakfast places are the best fucking egg cookers on the planet. They've been doing this day in and day out. Egg after egg after egg. They cook a thousand eggs a day. You don't trust a person that cooks a thousand eggs a day to get your no, eggs right? Not oh, come this on. place. Not this place. Okay, here's the deal. Either way, two eggs, bacon, hash browns, and most days go for the two buttermilk pancakes. I'd say that's a breakfast. Oh, hole. okay. Two eggs scrambled, bacon, yep. hash browns, bacon, hash browns, and two buttermilk pancakes and pancakes. Yeah, N- no toast. I. You know what? I mean, I like the option to eat more than I need to. And then if you don't need to, you just leave some pancake behind. No big deal. Okay, so... Uh, we have, we, we're not even I'm interested in. here. Uh, when you eat your eggs, are they on the same plate as your pancakes? No, they come separately. Okay, but do you, you don't keep... You keep them separate. You keep yes. your eggs... You keep them segregated. I keep them aggregated. <laughs> and do you use maple syrup? Well, I'd use real maple syrup if they had it, but, you know, it's really just flavored corn syrup. Do you put butter on your pancakes? I usually don't. I set the butter aside. Man, you are terrible at breakfast. I love you too, Sharpie. (laughs) So, 
Speaking of breakfast, what about that show on FX? You think the world is something. I was kidding. That's the headline on the New York Times thing. Hey, with all the romance of two lumberjacks chopping wood. Oh my God, thank God for KY, huh? Mm hmm. That's, well, that was a doozy, a real deal. Yeah, tell me, give me some thoughts, give me some action on that. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm full on impressed with the narwhal strategy. <laughs> I totally forgot that the the Varga Corporation's uh, name was narwhal. Narwhal. Completely forgot from like season or episode one. Yeah. Well, do you think there's anything behind that? Uh, I, you know, I feel like I need to know more about. <laughs> narwhals now outside of it being a, <laughs> one of my favorite parts of the movie elf with will ferrell when he's like bye buddy hope you find your dad and he's like bye <laughs> narwhal <laughs> did you know the narwhal so you know the narwhal's like a whale with like a big ass horn on it right yeah yeah it's like a, the unicorn of the sea isn't it right except except that except it's for, real <laughs> can there be a unicorn of the sea when there's no actual unicorn <laughs> <laughs> Is you know, it the, I, do you think the narwhal's sitting there like hey fuck you man i'm the unicorn of the of reality <laughs> yeah i'm the real deal i, I will see i will see that point to you but okay i'm just kidding the, hey we should at least say aporia that's actually the show title mm-hmm. okay i was trying Thank to look you. the show title up and i you know can't count on fake news new york times to give me the real show title they got a title their own you know their own discussion of it yeah. with another title, but Frickin Aporia fake news media man, Aporia F-N-M. though is a, yeah, uh, Aporia is a Greek word meaning impasse. Okay, um, well a narwhal's uh, horn, unicorn, corn maybe you would say is is it a corn then? If it's a unicorn, would you call that a corn? Seems kind of gross. Mm. That well, the horn uh, is actually a tooth. Did you know that? Yeah, it's. A, I mean, it's a mammal. It's not actually a secret. Well, it's a secret. Well, okay, fine. Well, I'm it's just a mammal. saying. It's it's a whale. I mean, I'm just saying that the horn is a tooth. Yeah. And we got VM Varga here with uh, pretty nasty teeth. Well, that no, he has that pick. I always think that that pick thing he's always picking his teeth with kind of feels like the narwhal. Mm, I like that I st- idea. I, st- I still don't like that we don't know who runs narwhal. You know, clicks and well, buzzes, I- that's all. I think Nikki Swango is kind of getting to it. Kit, did no? you say kitten? Kitten to it. Oh, God. She's kitten down to business. Kitten, <laughs> you got it. You've you've cat to be kitten me meow. She's not pussyfooting around. Oh hell no. Uh so let's talk. Let's do this. Okay, let's, we'll finally let's, get into this. Let's get to the meatiness. Well, we're in it. It's real. We're this is what it. they they've come to expect. This kind of high quality entertainment from us. Seven minutes. Welcome. In. To the hot dish. Yes, it is. So I, I, yeah, there was some seriously serious satisfaction in a whole bunch of stuff. But boy, I, I really felt, uh, you know, if I'm going for like, give me your high points. Um, I just the line of the mo- the the show for me was thirty years. I've been killing him. That's mm-hmm. just when he fell. Yeah, that was. Oh, that kind of hurt a little. I felt that it did kind of hurt. We saw a lot of. We found out a lot about that little backstory between the two, um, and I think you nailed it with the the thirty years he's been killing him. Because even before that, Emmett said about Ray that he's not saying it wasn't murder, and it wasn't. It really no. wasn't murder, but uh, it's more manslaughter. It was manslaughter, but 
But Emmett really feels like he has killed him, and he has been killing him for 30 years. Even yeah. if it didn't happen to be like um, purposeful in the way that Ray died, Emmett still is taking like the full-on blame for it because of what's accumulated over the last 30 years. And we found out, you know, it wasn't Emmett trying to outsmart his brother by by inheriting the stamps over the Corvette. He was trying to do his brother a solid because he was a, a pudgy yeah. kid that didn't get any ladies, and he's 15 years old, and he's kind of a nerd and a dork and didn't get a lot of attention, and he thought maybe maybe the Corvette would be... Good for him, because Emmett's probably like the good-looking brother, and, and he's going to be just fine. Yeah, because you said he was kind of chubby. I'm not sure if he was trying to do him a favor. That'll I'll come, I'll come back to that on my second watch on the full breakdown. But okay. I did like the fact that he called it catnip for kitty cats, and there he goes. He ends up, you know, they swap. The car would get him laid, and bango, he gets Nicky Swango. Mm-hmm. Bango Swango. Yeah. I, and I did, I actually, I literally wrote, I love you, Nicky Swango. <laughs> and this one, the one, one that, when she chucked that grenade, and I saw her through that window, oh, I was like, God. "It's like I love you, Nikki Swango." I got all sorts of dreams coming true in this episode. Yeah, the brief, let's the hear brief, it. You know, the, just the fact that she, they steal a briefcase, and eventually there's another briefcase that shows up, and she asks if it's full of underwear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, 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 uh, um, whatever. But I. Uh, Big Lebowski, but they, um, they, I love that he tried to basically pull a, a Thomas Crown affair. Oh yeah, what? I also love that Wrench, you know, stifled that. Mm-hmm. I when they so that when they're sitting in this building, uh, and we're talking about the scene where Nikki and Varga are chatting, right? They're they're kind of like face to face, mano y mano. Mm-hmm. Um, one thinks they've got the other, the other thinks they've got the one. And I noticed right away that there was a couple dudes in trench coats and I was like, that seems like weird. I, I didn't know if that was just trying to, I didn't know what it was. I thought it was off. Uh, but when it came back into the story, the fact that they're doing the whole Thomas crown affair thing and all these dudes are wearing trench coats and they're all talking to women with, uh, brown hair and bangs, uh, that was well played. I think the I think the entire episode showed showed the capabilities of the Narwhal slash Varga Corporation, and it mm-hmm. was fun to watch more than just the three dudes that we've been watching pretty much the entire time. Yeah, uh, fourth if four if you include Road Trip Guy. <laughs> Rest in peace. So DJ. they've got they've got their fingers in a lot of avenues. This corporation they can ramp things up uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, like even the. There's so so. Here's the thing, though, that I'm I'm going to come back to. Just the whole season, uh, it's all mistaken identity again. Mm-hmm. There's Stussy's being killed as mistake. You know, even it's a setup's mistaken identities. Did you notice that even the guy that was in the Cadillac, he was like, "What did I write?" I was like, "He was like, he's like Fat Mimo." Yeah. Well, last fat year Mimo. we got fat, last year we got Fat Damon, and this year we got Fat <laughs> Fat Mimo in the red jacket, and he's like, "Yeah, it's about time," but. So I, I think it's all about we're still we're still playing this game of mistaken identities, learning to live with truths you know are lies, or deciding to have, you know, just yeah. I don't even want to get into the modamic conversation. Let's save that for next week because God, I just I don't know why, but he needs to die somehow. 
<laughs> Do you, you think know? we'll get that payoff? I wonder if we will. I Jesus, if they don't, you know, like I, I don't want him to be like murdered. I want him to do like some sort of like strange and tragic, you know, like steps off a curb, gets hit by a zamboni. Mm-hmm. Or, <laughs> be, that would be great if there was just a zamboni driving down an actual street. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and, and uh, the guy, the guy is even more hateable when he strolls in with like uh, a vest on, like he's coming in from battle or something. Mm-hmm. You know, like a bulletproof vest. Like he's got his Kevlar on, he's all broing out in front of this woman, trying to be like uh, some sort of impressive <laughs> dude, and you just want to poke his eyes out with uh, already used VM Varga toothpick. And I just love that it was just like total bro time at the station. Like everybody's high fiving him. Like it was thirty minute, you know, thirty minute. Uh, what was it? Yeah. It was old man. A thirty minute manhunt. I solved it. Oh, what a bunch of horse shit. Even when the camera's coming from behind Mo Damick, dudes are like uh, coming in and patting him on the shoulder and just like totally disrupting the shot. It's not even a pleasant like camera shot. It's no. it's disturbing to the viewer as it is. And that was a great choice, I think, because it's yeah, yeah. it's interrupting Gloria, but we're seeing uh, the opposite of her perspective and we're just like uncomfortable as these dudes just keep like jutting into the frame and uncomfortably like hitting him on the shoulder. It's it's cinematic mansplaining. <laughs> it's mansplaining. <laughs> Not uh, to be confused with manspreading. No, completely different deal. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that my st- so my high point still just if we're going to keep this one simple just cuz there's so many things that are going to like I'm going to do I'm going to do my highs. So the 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 part about that you've been killing him for 30 years, he just fell crazy. Uh, what's her the the widow? She she looked like badass. Yeah, what is going on there? Because I think there's more story to her, and this makes me hope that maybe somewhere in this, even though they haven't admitted they're doing anything, boy, I hope maybe they. I would I would watch a season with uh, a woman as a. I would let me rephrase. I would love to watch a season as a, with a woman as a villain of Fargo. Yeah, that like, would be awesome. Like I know, I know. Last season we had a mob boss, but I just mean like she just looks like she could own whatever it is they throw at her. So, and I, I like that we we somehow, in a weird way, very. There, I felt like there was a certain amount of humanity in this show this week between uh, Emmett and, and his problems, and then you know we so we kind of open with some of that humanity somewhere in the first half and in the last half with Gloria and Winnie at the bar mm-hmm. when she just says. You know, stand up. Better get to the ladies and clean yourself up. Oh, yeah. You got some drinking to do. Yeah. And I can't have people thinking I forced you. Wow. You wrote that one down, didn't you? Maybe. Maybe. I liked it. I did. I just liked it. I I literally just wrote humanity, and I love how Midwestern it was. Like, super Midwestern, though, dude, where you, like, hug somebody in public, and then your only response is, okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And then you say goodbye for 10 more minutes. Yeah, it's not like it's a bad okay, not like a okay. That that's just, that's the way people would do that. You'd be like, okay, all right, and then she magically she can help. Turns out Winnie can help, and she gets to use the sink, turn on the water, and the soap. The whole works, do, you know. Do you think that hug uh, turned on Gloria's uh, ability to be seen? I think it was. Just a boy standing in front of a girl asking. Oh, I'm sorry, that's love. Actually, um, 
<laughs> no, I do. I think I, I at least I feel like right now, and I've, I might feel different later. Um, I think the minute Winnie poked her, like when she just went boop, you know, when she's like, I don't actually exist. She's. I think it's interesting that um, that yeah, that she has so many ways she feels invisible, but until she just actually vocalizes it, and you find out that you need, because I feel like it's a you, you need people, you really do. And until that happened, she was invisible because she never, she had no. I mean, she 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 was a caretaker, you know. She's the robot, mm-hmm. but she had to. I don't know. Who knows? What Are do I know? Secretly hoping that uh, Gloria and Winnie uh, get together. No, no, I'm not. I am. I am. No, you want that? I want that. That would be so. No, she. Do you know why? Because Gloria couldn't do that because she knows how bad that hurt when uh, her husband did that to her. So she'd never do that to Winnie's husband, especially when they're trying to get pregnant and all. Even though she doesn't want to look into that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. She's got too much. I, I was trying to figure out. Hey, yeah, how do you right. how do you make a Moscow Mule and make it ornery? Like, was she just asking the bartender to be sassy about making it, or is there something you do to a Moscow Mule to make it ornery? I mean, I don't know. Like, do you add do you, more? Do you put a pepper in it? Do you put like? Do you put fresh ginger in there? That would be good. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, more vodka just seems kind of obvious and lame. Then you just say like a double. Yeah, I, I googled it. There's nothing, nothing I can see. Mm. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it tonight. You're gonna go to a bar and ask somebody to make you an ornery. Yeah, I was. I thought it was interesting though. There was like, were they trying to represent something? All the bottles on the left side of the bar were like either clear or pink. Uh, yeah, it looked like a lot of Smirnoff. I it was De Kuiper. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> they were about to do some Chuck Norris shots. Hey, narwhals hang around Russia. Isn't that Ooh, true? That is true. Well, they're a northern creature, which Russia has a whole bunch of that. Which we are. Um no, I just think uh and I think we, we need to we need to think about this and so should the listeners. I, I wanna know why the widow Goldfarb is being um she's being elusive, aloof. And she talks about Buck Olander introducing them and calling it a business dinner. And she's from St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And she looked badass. She looked, mob, she looked mob bossy. I wouldn't mess with her. So, I don't know. You got anything else? Um. <laughs> I feel it was, it, there was just, there were some really greatly satisfying moments in this. Um, in, in a very different way. It, it, was, it was the other side of the coin for me from uh, last week. Definitely. Last week we we had a really big um, sort of crescendo. Yes. And now we're just like now, like all the strings and the band and the horns, everything's going at the same time. It's just like what the fuck's yeah. going on? Yeah, and I just I don't know how. And I know I've talked about it almost every season that I don't think Noah Hawley feels the need to tie every loose end up. But boy, there's quite a few here. Um, yeah, there seems to be a lot going on for one episode left. But I also think we say that. Freaking every year. Yeah, well, just remember, Jesus wins in the end. Jesus saves. That's it, right? That was was that Winnie that said that? Yeah. She says Jesus wins in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, and I'm just so uh, speculation that we can talk about next week too is uh, you know Larue Dollard. I bet you those books came from those books in that drive came from Nikki. 
because yeah. she, I want to hurt you. That felt good to hear her say that. Do you think that happened before or after an exchange of monies, or do you think that was happening regardless? I think that's, I think her whole deal about talking about, you know, he saying that, you know, you don't know what's going on. You're not keeping your eye on all the things on the table and what's not on the table, you know? Mm hmm. Because she said you got caught, or whatever it was. She said something about him getting cocky and forgot to count all the pieces on the board. And I feel the easy sell for that is that Wrench is somewhere else. I think the other side of that coin is that she's playing a bunch of angles because actually she doesn't... I don't think she actually cares about the money. She'll take it if she gets it. But she wants to bury him. Mm-hmm. So In her litter she, box. She wants to see Willie Loman go down. And I also want to say that I, in case I forget to bring it back up... You know, we kind of talked about Ray and Nikki being kind of simpler people in some ways, but I still, I think I've brought it up before that she's, she's, I think she's a smarter cookie than we thought, not just at Bridge. You know, making references to Death of a Salesman and Willie Loman isn't, isn't something that, you know, it's not like she just picked that up while she's been in hiding. Yeah, that's right. It's sort of like when we heard a little bit more of her past criminal record. Mm -hmm. She's not just a small time crook. She comes off as, don't let that Fargo accent fool you. Mm-hmm. Kids, she's got so, something going on there. So all I'm going to say is I can't wait to do the full breakdown. I can't wait to rewatch this one uh, and and just do a little bit more digestion of the content. And I also just really, really, really in episode ten, I want uh, Modamic to die in a strange Zamboni accident. <laughs> and I don't want it to be like tragically sad where people are like bummed. I want people to be like, oh God. That prick. <laughs> I want him to choke on a, a breakfast hot dish so that everybody, oh. every time that gets brought up, people are like, what's a breakfast hot dish? Oh, yeah. That's, well, it's uh Yeah, it's your tater tots egg. and your eggs and your bacon. Yeah. Got all that your, stuff. And your cream of mushroom. Yeah. People are like, what? That's not a thing. It is a thing. So... Well, I think until next time, uh, we'll just let those people think about that and we'll let them enjoy the rest of their hot dish now. Yeah, send us in your predictions and uh, we'll get the full rundown here coming up. Yeah, send us a note at podcast at fargotuxfargo.com, eh? Yeah, you can help. Yeah. All right, man. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye now.